What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. What is going on, friends? And maybe some new friends. Nick Person here. One of the pastors here at New Vision, and I just want to thank you for joining us as we continue navigating through the book of John. If you're new uh, to our podcast, I just want you to know that I'm going to read the text in its entirety and then kind of give some insights and some thoughts um, and then hopefully give some applicable steps where we can apply uh, God's word to our life and live differently in light of it. Today, I'm going to be reading from John chapter 21, the last chapter in the book of John. We are almost finished with this journey. So if you've been with us the entirety of the journey, we're almost to the end. And of course, we will start a new adventure on Monday, but we get the opportunity to finish John strong. So I'm going to be reading John chapter 21, and I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 19. And I'll be reading from the NIV translation. So if you're reading along and you notice that I'm saying something a little bit different than what your Bible is saying, no, it's probably because I'm reading from a different translation than you're reading from. And so here we go. John chapter 21, beginning in verse 1, says this. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, well, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were, uh, they were unable to haul the net in because of a large number of fish. Then the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals that were with, with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged them to the shore. It was full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three. But even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Verse 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, know all, Lord, you know all the things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. 
Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger and dressed yourself and went where you wanted, but when you were old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. Wow. At, at just a glance, you will go, whoo, okay. Okay, so Jesus comes back. He makes Simon Peter some breakfast and some other disciples. He reinstates them. No big deal. But there are so many little nuances in this story. So many things in this story that stand out to me that I want to bring our attention to. And so I wish I could just go, hey, this verse and this verse and then we're done. But there's so much. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to in essence, read the passage again. I know, I know you're trying to listen and you probably have some deadlines, but listen, it will truly be worth the listen. But we're going to go back through and I'm going to just pull out some things that stood out to me and I'm reading through a study Bible. So there's some other commentary that they add that I'm going to bring out as well. And if you don't have a study Bible, I encourage you to get one because it illuminates the passage in the text even more. So verse 21, chapter 21, verse 1, afterward, after what? Like what? Isn't that a weird way to start a sentence? Afterward, after what are we talking about? After what? So Jesus had appeared to his disciples. And so he's appearing again. So afterward, after he has been raised from the grave, after he has appeared to the disciples, it's after all of these things, he appears again. So verse 21, <laughs> verse 1, afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Canaan and Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them, and they said, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Here's what's interesting. I want you to observe this. Simon Peter was a disciple of Jesus, the, the risen savior of the world. He was entrusted and called to be a disciple of Jesus. His rabbi was the rabbi of all rabbis, Jesus Christ. God entrusted through Jesus this ministry of displaying the gospel. Jesus dies. He has appeared a few times, but because of how Peter probably felt he let down his savior and that he felt that he was no longer able to go and do what he had been entrusted to do what does he do he goes back to what is familiar isn't this what we do too or let me speak for myself i i, I probably don't know you personally but what we what i typically do is when i have made a mistake when i have failed or when i feel like i have fallen short i go to back go to back to what is familiar and typically that's not life-giving like I go to the thing that I used to medicate with, the thing that I used to prescribe to myself when I felt like I wasn't enough. Instead of going to the king, instead of going back to the feet of Jesus, I typically run to the thing that is familiar, that either that sin that used to comfort me, and although I thought it comforted me, it actually cost me more than I wanted to pay. And Simon Peter goes back to fishing. We know this is what Jesus called him out of. We know that this is what Jesus said, hey, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm still going to leverage all the things you have learned for my glory. But Simon Peter is fishing for fish. It doesn't appear that he is fishing for man because he probably felt disqualified to do the job that Jesus gave him to do. Can I tell you something? You're not disqualified. Your mistakes don't disqualify you because the king has redeemed you. You are able to step into what he has called you to do because he is the one that qualifies. Verse number four. 
Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. I love this. Just for the record, Jesus already knew the answer to that question. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. This is crazy to me. The Lord blesses them with an abundance of a catch. Notice he's not yelling at them and saying, hey, shouldn't y'all be telling people about me? Shouldn't you be doing what I've called you to do? No, he meets them where they are and he is a blessing them in spite of yourselves. He's blessing them because of him, not because of them. Keeps on going. Verse seven. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him for he had taken it off and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. What does Peter do? He sees his savior. He sees his rabbi. And I feel like he's overwhelmed with emotion. He's overwhelmed in awe of who is there, the resurrected king, the one who said he was going to be resurrected, the one who had appeared already, is back. And what is he doing? He is cooking breakfast on the shore. And Peter jumps out of the boat. The rest of the disciples are following along, pulling the fish, because, I mean, they could sell that fish, right? And so they're pulling the fish, but Simon, overwhelmed and overcome with joy, jumps into the water. Notice what Jesus is doing. When they landed, they saw a fire burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Here's what's interesting. The last time before Jesus was killed on the cross and resurrected from the grave, the last time Peter probably was over a fire, over some coals, what was he doing? He wasn't, he wasn't claiming Jesus. He was denying Jesus. Notice this scene. Jesus is cooking something over coals. It's like Peter is stepping back to that moment where he denied his savior and his king, but yet Jesus is using that moment and he's going to bring restoration out of that moment. See, one of the most probably painful moments in Peter's life, the Lord is going to redeem. He goes on to say this verse 10, Jesus said to him, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. So all of these disciples were coming to have breakfast, Peter included. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. So everything's cool. Jesus made breakfast. I'm sure he was a gourmet chef because he is Jesus. I'm sure that was the best fish they ever tasted. Because think about it. He, he was the one that called the fish to be, and yet he's cooking them for these disciples. So you know that was good. He had the perfect seasoning on them. Then verse 14. 15. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter. Like, I'm sure Simon was overwhelmed with seeing Jesus, got out of the boat, swam to the shore, but now he's sitting in the presence of his king over a fire. And I'm sure those memories are coming back. The last fire he was probably sitting over, he was denying his king, but now his king is fixing him breakfast and he's eating. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Now Jesus is going, hey, Simon, I see you and I have not forgotten and I know. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And that might seem like a very weird question. More than who? Love you more than who? He's saying, hey, Simon Peter, do you love me? 
also notice that Jesus uses his full name, Simon, son of John. Do you love me more than these? You know when your mama calls your full name that it's about to go down. Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs, referring to those that are to come. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. Simon Peter, you are a shepherd. I am reinstating you. I'm calling you. Take care of my sheep because that's what shepherds do because that's what I've done with you. Verse 17, the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Let's pause. So three times Peter did what? denied his savior three times jesus asked him do you love me again jesus knows exactly what is going on and exactly what he is doing in this scenario he's taking one of the most broken moments in peter's life and he's taking that and he's leveraging it and he's using it to restore peter to the shepherd to petros a part of the foundation of building the church that is what he is doing very truly i tell you when you were younger you dressed yourself and went where you wanted but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. See, Jesus said, hey, Peter, you're going to be crucified as well. You're going to be crucified for the glory of my father, just like I was. And so I need you to follow me. I need you to keep in step with me. I need you to know that you are welcome at this table. I have called, equipped you. And now I want you to do what I have invited you to do. Hear me. I love this story because it reminds me that I'm invited. It reminds me that in spite of my past, God is still inviting me to his table. And he's still calling me to use my gifts and talents and even the broken things for the glory of my king. And he is giving me permission to follow well. He's given me permission to carry his name. He's given me permission to glorify him. He's given me permission to be his ambassador. He doesn't have to have me, but he is calling me and inviting me. And also reminds me that God is not mad at me. He knows I've made mistakes. He knows I have fallen short. But he also knows that his grace is more than sufficient. So for you, his grace is sufficient. I don't know what or how you have stumbled in the past, but know that the Lord is inviting you and has called you to follow him and to reflect him in all that you do. May we be about the business of our king. And I hope you feel encouraged with that today. You can live differently because the Savior died in your place and has given you a place. He has put a robe of righteousness on you and a signet ring on your hand saying that you belong to his family. So go and walk in the robe and remember the ring. And I hope that you can do that today and I hope I will do that today. And I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow as we close out this chapter and this journey of we've been walking through the book of John. So go live differently in light of the King, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.